You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What is going on, Steelers Nation Radio? And it is time for the one and only Steelers Blitz. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back in the saddle. And uh, we do have a jam-packed show today, but we do have to start the show on a little more of a, you know, not-so-happy tone because we did lose a Steelers media legend and we did want to uh, just set the stage, man, because whenever you talk about the passing of somebody, it never is an easy thing, but when you talk about a guy who's had an impact because of their voice, because of what they've been able to do in terms of being a part of some of our favorite moments in sports history or some of the best interviews that we might have heard as fans of the Steelers, um, you know, whenever you have a guy that, that passes away to that magnitude, it obviously affects a ton of people within Steeler Nation. So we just wanted to take some time to acknowledge uh, and celebrate the life of Stan Saverin, the uh, the godfather, the godfather. Uh, who did pass away. Um, I believe it was yesterday. I'm not exactly sure what time. Uh, it seemed like it was later on in the day. When I think, I I think Monday, Monday morning ish yeah. time frame, I believe Monday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, man, guy like Stan, man, doing it for as long as he's done it with the impact that he's done it. I mean, just a, a massive blow to Steeler Nation, to the fan base and stuff like that. So, like I said, man, just wanted to give uh, some time to just share some thoughts, man. So, I know for you, you obviously worked with him a lot more than I did. So, definitely wanted to just turn that over and give you some time to, you know, share some of your thoughts on him. Yeah, sure. Um, Man, I think the best... <laughs> Like I, you know me, I always like to start with a little yeah. bit of humor before we get into mm-hmm. some of the serious stuff. The best thing you can say about Stan Saverin is he was born and raised and went to college in Cleveland, yet everybody calls him a Pittsburgher. Yeah. He is a Pittsburgher. Yeah. He's the godfather of the Pittsburgh sports media, as you just mentioned. That's rare. You know, as a as a Pittsburgher myself who went and worked in the Philadelphia market for three years, like it's hard to make a new city, particularly one with a little bit of rivalry yeah. like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, feel like they're one of your own. But man, did I, I bet you the majority of the people didn't even know that Stan was from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I know his his loyal listeners yeah. do because it would come up in conversation and things like that from time to time. But um, for, for, for a Clevelander to become as ingrained in the Pittsburgh sports lexicon as, as Stan Saverin was and will be is an impressive feat. It tells you just yeah. how how friendly, how warm, how welcoming he was. I think that's, you know, the biggest thing that sticks out to me. If you met Stan one or two times, if you spent five minutes with him, or if you worked with him for 50 years, he felt like a friend to everybody, to his coworkers, to his listeners, 
Um, you know, Motsi, I was fortunate. It was uh, it was 2018, right? Almost five years, actually. We're about a month away from the five-year anniversary of when I took the job with iHeartRadio and the Steelers and I moved back uh, to Pittsburgh, my hometown uh, from Philadelphia, where I was living and working at the time. And those first couple weeks, those first couple months of being back, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, I, I had a lot of pinch-me moments, mm. you know, where all of a sudden, I mean, just like that, I was I was working with and developing friendships with the people that I grew up listening to, reading their articles, watching them on TV, right? The Mike Pursutas of the world, the Mark Maddens, the Randy Baumans, guys like Mikey and Big Bob at Kiss, right? All these different people in Pittsburgh that I had read their stuff, listened to them on the radio, and now I'm bumping shoulders with them in the hallways. Phil Bork, our own Dale Lawley, right? Um, Tim Benz, all these different people. I had a lot of pinch me moments. Again, those first couple weeks, first couple months when I was back in Pittsburgh, getting to know and again, becoming friends and coworkers with these people that I had been following for years and had considered, you know, like idols in the business, people that I that I looked up to in a way. The man, the uh, the crowning, the 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 the, pen, the the ultimate, not the penultimate, the ultimate example of that was probably the first couple of weeks. Like Stan, man, he just walked into the studios with his briefcase, right? He always had his little briefcase, and he would just he would stop at everybody's office, everybody's studio. Every, he would say hello to everybody every single day. It didn't matter if you were, you know, Val Porter and Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show, or you were just some account executive who was a who was a salesperson for iHeart and you had no nothing to do with the radio or the content or anything like that he was a friend with everybody he was kind as can be um and he oh man he was always like a lot of people in this business and I'm guilty of this sometimes too mozi a lot of people in this business are in a hurry all the time hurry 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 one thing to the I'm gonna show this but my article that my personal life this you know I got I got my job I got the family I'm traveling I'm writing this I'm doing that I'm working on this I got this podcast what it's a busy business but mm -hmm. Stan and Stan was very busy right I mean he was doing a show every day he was doing stuff for the Steelers he was doing AT&T sports yeah. net with the Penguins and the Pirates um but he always felt like he had time for everyone uh, again, didn't matter if he was someone that you knew well or someone that you had met for five minutes. Um, and that's that's what I'll remember is just Stan in his briefcase and a guy who in a lot of ways, I mean, he had an aura about him. He was the godfather of Pittsburgh sports. He'd been doing this for longer than most of us have been alive. Um, just him walking down the hallways with his briefcase, smiling, saying hello to everybody, asking how they were doing. Um, you know, I got to produce for Stan a few times. Uh, that was kind of when I first started producing for Tunch and Wolf, producing for Stan. And uh, man, those those guys really made me. I mean, Pittsburgh is my home. It's where I was born and raised. But getting a new job, right, particularly in an industry like this, there's always some weird, awkward trick where you're like, all right, I'm producing for this guy. I don't want to step on his toes. I don't want to get anything wrong, right? I don't want to mess him up and ruin this. Like you never had to worry about that. You know, Tunch was the same way. Stan was that way. Those guys were the opposite. They were willing to help. They wanted you to pick their brain and ask for advice and, and different things like that. Um, so it is. I mean, he is he's one of the OGs. You and I talk a lot about kind of in a sports context, right, with, with some of these Steelers legends, particularly the guys of the 70s and in, in the early 80s who laid the foundation for what the Steelers are today. I think there's a parallel there for, you know, kind of Stan Saverin laying the, the foundation for, for what we all do for a living and what the Pittsburgh sports media is today. No, 100%, man. Um, yeah, when you talk about Stan, I mean, professionalism to the highest extent, 
and the consistency. Um, Never stop working. I mean, being that we're in this industry and we understand it, granted, we're still on the newer side, even though we've been doing this for what, five years, six years now. Um, I mean, compared to Stan, we're just getting started. But that's why I say you're still on the newer side, right? But, you know, the thing that I would say is, man, we even see how the consistency matters. So when you're talking about a guy to do it for that long, and be able to have that type of consistency, that type of professionalism just speaks to his work ethic, speaks to his true character. It's easy to do it when, you know, there's a ton of content out there. But this dude was still doing crazy shows, full length shows, even when content wasn't as always, you know, available. But that just right. goes to show just his creativity and how he could engage his audience and ultimately how he could figure out ways to connect with his listener. And that's the beautiful part when you talk about you know, the platform and the opportunities that we have being on air, we get a chance to make connections. And it's exclusively through our voice. It's exclusively through our storytelling, our depiction or our viewpoints on certain things. And for Stan to be able to do it the way that he did for so long and to touch multitudes of people, not just Staley fans, it's Penguin fans that are going to be, you know, touched 100%, by this. 100%. Pirates fans that are touched by this. That's you know, when you talk about a guy's impact, when you talk about a guy's legacy, he is one of those guys that has laid a ton of foundation, a ton of groundwork for the next generation of media people, for the next mm-hmm. people to come up and say, mm-hmm. well, if I wanted to do multiple sports, there is a guy that has done that before. If I want to call and do certain shows like this, there is a guy that has done that before. And I just think that when you talk about Stan, that's some of the things that, you know, also just- 100% just adds to, you know, who he was and why he was literally called the Godfather. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, you know what? That's a great point by you. Um, I think there is a lot of worry in this, you know, newer age of media that uh, can I, can I be well-versed or do I need to specialize in just one thing? Um, and particularly, you know, you and I've had these conversations before. I used to have these conversations with Tunch a lot. Like, well, people ever take me seriously. You know, I didn't play in the NFL. I didn't play for baseball or hockey or basketball. Like, I wasn't a professional athlete. Will people ever take me seriously? I mean, Stan, I think, defined that, right? And and, and you're right. Steelers, I mean, he he was very involved with the Steelers Hall of Honor. A, a ton of content and things like that that he would do for Steelers.com and, 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 and all that with the Steelers. He's in the Pirates' ring of honor. Like, that's how ingrained he was with the Pirates. He's in their ring of honor. And the Penguins, he did AT&T Sportsnet pregame intermission reports, postgame for years. He called some Penguins games, was actually the voice of the team for, for a brief period back in the day for a little while. I mean, Motsi, he... And, and, and I'll just say, you can actually attest to this too, man, being a guy that has done both similar to me. It is not it's easy. Tough. It's it tough. It is not easy going from in-studio radio oh. to commentating a game. Those are two and and very different covering skills, multiple sports like that. Like, very different sports, and we're talking about not just on a junior varsity or collegiate. Right, like we're talking right. about the highest of the highest. So when you talk about the preparation that goes Crazy. into that, when you You're talk about the right. versatility that goes into that, the difference of skill, it is a totally different. Skill set when you're talking about hosting a radio show versus calling a game, man. Like, but 100%. once again, when you talk about Being on TV, Saver, articles, yeah, is is and you can attest, there's guys that could do radio, they can't do TV. Is the guys that could do TV that are absolutely horrendous on radio. And guys that guys are great, that, guys that are great writers, yeah. you put a microphone in front of them and, they and they're just like, uh, 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 like 
it's a lot that goes into this thing. So to see a guy that have that type of versatility across so many different avenues a great point. of media, I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. You could literally say to yourself, well, which pathway do I want to follow? And that could be your only career out of that. It just so happened that Stan was able to tap into multiple things Crazy. that people make full-time careers and do it at a very high level. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that's a very good point by you. Like, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's it's manageable. Maybe that's the word that I'm looking for. To 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 cover one sports team and one organization and one sport and know it in and out. But Stan could do that with the NFL and the Steelers, with the NHL and the Penguins, and with Major League Baseball and the Pirates. I mean, you ask him about any of those teams over the last 50 years, and he's got you covered. He remembers the managers, the coaches, the players, what happened, whoever, and that's tough to do. I mean, that's that's very tough to do. You know, you and I, I think we're pretty versed in the Steelers, right? In the roster, in the history, in the tradition, in the coaching staff, in the ownership, and all those things. But I'm not that versed in the Pirates. Mm-mm. You know? Um, I know Kutch. Uh, I like I I love the Penguins and hockey's my favorite sport, but I'm not as versed in the Penguins as I used to be before I started doing Steelers stuff. Like you know I what I mean? It's, yep. To, to 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 have to have that type of dedication. I mean that's that's yeah. the I think that's the word. Man, he just he was so prepared. He was so knowledgeable. He was so professional. He always had his yellow legal pads, man, and he wrote everything down and had so many notes. And uh, yeah, you're right. It takes it takes a special skill set. It takes a special talent. Um to not just be able to do radio or TV or write articles, to not just be able to cover football or baseball or hockey, but to do it all. And man, he really, you know, 1976 was the first year he got the Pittsburgh mozi. I mean, you want to talk about getting here at the right time, right? I mean, the Steelers are in the middle of a dynasty. The Pirates are one of the best teams in baseball, and we're a couple years away from winning a World Series. Uh, Pitt was fresh off a national championship with Tony Dorsett and those guys. And you know that takes a lot for me to admit, but that's the truth. That's the way it was. (laughs) And the Penguins, while they were struggling, right, they were not too far away from getting Mario Lemieux and and flipping that script and, and turning that thing around as well, too. So I think sometimes... You just have the the perfect person at the perfect moment. You know what I mean? And right when Pittsburgh sports were starting to take off, that that golden era of the 70s into the early 80s, which was followed by Penguins dominance, which had the rebirth of the Steelers, and then the Penguins again. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for him to kind of start at that time and, and be the guy who kind of, I think, encapsulates that history, it says a lot. I think that's why I know that's why I mean, you're getting the outpouring from everyone. Like you said, Steelers fans, Penguins fans, Pirates fans, Pittsburgh sports fans in general. And uh, I did want to make sure we we read this as well too, Motsi. Uh Steelers president Art Rooney, the second putting out a uh, putting out a statement yesterday. Uh, and I just I thought it would be appropriate for us to 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 read this as we uh, you know share some final thoughts here. Uh, Mr. Rooney said, and I quote: "Today is a sad day in the city of Pittsburgh as we lost a legendary person, media icon, and close friend with the passing of Stan Saverin. He was a gentleman in every way possible, and he did so much for our city in Western Pennsylvania with his honest candor and knowledge of all sports, both locally and nationally." Stan was involved for many years working on our Steelers radio network, as well as doing several Steelers interviews and shows, while also being a valuable contributor to our Hall of Honor committee. Our thoughts and prayers are with his entire family during this difficult time. He was truly one of a kind and will be missed, but always remembered. Man, that was beautiful right there. That was beautiful. And it made perfect sense. I mean, when you talk about 
understand. Mr. Rooney making them comments is like, yeah, every that's like, another thing. Too. That's, that's every, the impact, man. That's, that's the Steelers, real. the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins Everybody all put out statements yeah. yesterday. I mean, like, how, oh, oh, how often does that happen? Exactly. I was about to say, <laughs> it's, it's certain people, man, they, they move the needle to that extent. Not everybody has that type of impact. That's, that's that's pretty amazing right there, man. Absolutely. I, 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 I did want to oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, man, just it's just a true just testament to, you know, the impact that he had while he was here, man. The more people that he could touch, the more people that he could leave better than, you know, how they were before he got yeah. there. I think is a huge uh, just testament to the life that he lived. I think you're right, 100%. And like we said, I mean, if you're someone who was around Stan and, and spent time and knew Stan, like the last couple of years were tough on him. He he was struggling with his health. Yeah. Uh, he he still was showing up, though. I'll tell you that. He, he still not a lot of people up. know this. I mean, he, he had to have his foot amputated not mm-hmm. too long ago, uh, cancer and diabetes, struggling with his health and was still at work every single day. It didn't um, matter if he had to get a rod, if he had to have people rolling. We, we, we saw we him on location yeah. doing a show with him. We're like, man, you just at the Hall of, of Honor a couple months Seriously, ago, and man. we're like, Stan, <laughs> like, yeah. but that's Stan. He's like, I'm not st- sitting in the studio yeah, like, and doing my show. If we're going to this, if we're going to the right, Hall of Honor, we on site, we on site, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 hard worker. That was, you know, <laughs> I was I was laughing. Randy Bauman, of course, the host of the DVE Morning Show. And you know what? If you want some real good storytelling and memories of Stan, DVE Morning Show did an amazing job this morning. Uh, They had they had Guy Junker on. They had Pomp on there. They had Sally Wiggin. A lot of people have known Stan for for years and shared some shared some great stories. Randy said something that was that cracked me up. He said at at the end of the show, he said, if you want to understand Go get bypass surgery tonight and then show up to work tomorrow. <laughs> that was like that was yeah. that was that was Stan. Uh, but I wanted to share this too as as we wrap this up. Um, Kenny tweeted us. I don't think it's I don't think it's Kenny Pickett here. Kenny Comebacks is is his Twitter name. But Kenny Kenny tweets us, and this is a good story. Kenny said. When I was a uh, t- when I was 20 years old, I was interning at Fox Sports Network, which for you younger generation, yeah, that's what AT and T that's what AT and T Sportsnet is now, right? That's where the Penguins yeah, and the Pirates the used to be. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, Fox Sports Network was uh was the was the was the OG spot. So I was a 20 year intern at FSN, and he said I had to get Stan to sign a picture that was sent in by a fan in the mail. I turned the corner and saw Stan was in the middle of having lunch at his desk while also preparing for a show. I turned away, hoping he didn't see me. He saw he saw me, gestured me back, and in the kindest voice said, what can I help you with? I told him about the request and that I'd come back later when he had finished lunch. He said nonsense and signed it on the spot. I apologized and said, thanks, Mr. Saverin. He said, oh, don't call me that. I'm Stan. <laughs> And that's, no, I mean, that's, that's awesome right there, man. In a, in, a, in a nutshell, you know, I think that's probably a, a good story to to sum up. Just yeah. friendly, friendly to everybody. Like I said, whether you were around him for five minutes or 50 years, um, he had time for everybody. He was, a, you know what, Motsi? He was a great host. Mm-hmm. But he, might, he, he might have been a better listener is, is mm-hmm. you know, as crazy mm-hmm. as that is, Sam, because he had time for everyone. And he remembered what you had going on in your life, yeah. what was going on with your family, you know, whatever. Um, and that's that's for for someone with his pedigree, that's rare in this business because a lot of those guys that get to that point of success like him, they're jerks. Yeah. Um, but 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 that was never Stan. He was he was quite the opposite. You never had to worry about the Godfather leaving a fish head in your refrigerator when it came to Stan Savage. 
No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. But with that being the case, man, we are going to go ahead and just uh, uh go to break right here. But when we come back, man, we will turn the page, man, and talk a little bit of uh what's going on around Steelers mini camp, which is getting started this week. So don't touch that. Dallas, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, and this is Steelers Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 